Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast. It is brought to you by CornNation.com, part of the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am your host, Greg Mahochko, and joining me this week, now we know Haas Reuter is unavailable probably until the spring game. John Dam Johnston is under the weather. We know he's going to kick out. It's not going to be long. He's just got a really bad cold, and I say that. It sounds a little, I don't know, uh, patronizing, but at John's uh, advanced age, a cold can really knock you on your ass. Uh, so we have gone, it is baseball season, we've gone to the bullpen, brought in a couple of ringers. And uh, first up, he is a co-host on the number one Nebraska ball podcast anywhere you'll find on the internet of Bangarangs and Daggers, Coronation Zone, Nate McHugh. Hi, Nate. Hi, Greg. It's quite the introduction. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You think that's something. Just wait for our next guest. She is... I love it. She is the lifeblood of Coronation. I really, truly believe that without her... There's no coordination. And I say that John is important. John brought us all together. But uh, uh, I'm going to bring it down. I'm going to bring it real here. Uh, when we lost Brian a couple of years ago, I truly believe that nobody stepped in to that scheduling manager role quite as much as she did. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast, The Ranch Babe, Jill Heemstra. Jill I mean it when I say it. You, we talk about it. We talk about you behind your back, but in all, all glowingly positive. Without you, we'd all be lost. We wouldn't know when to schedule any of our stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. You mean, in other words, I'm the resident nag of coronation. No, see, now <laughs> you're trying to put a, a negative spin on it, and I'm not going to let you do that because. I'm disorganized and dysfunctional. Uh, Nate's not. Nate's pretty, you know, I mean, he's, he's at his office at nine o'clock on a Thursday to record. Uh, I'm sitting downstairs with my kid trying to go to, uh, to sleep six feet above my head, maybe 10 if I slouch. I don't know. Uh, but everybody comes to you, Joe, with like, uh, what do we have? What, what do we have scheduled? When can I drop this? And you are Jane on the spot. I can't call you Johnny on the spot, but you are Jane on the spot with, you know, we have this and this and this. And this. like, I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> oh, it's just called being organized at times. I, I live with four males. I, I'm used to this. I, uh, you might have to teach me some of those organizational skills if I get new job. Uh, potentially down the down the pipe in the in the near future, not too distant future. Just, I might be like Jill. How do you? How does one stay organized? How many different 
desks and folders do I need? And uh, be, uh, be uh, I'll be picking your brain on organizational skills or attending a seminar, one of the two. So uh, it's a very complex system of sticky notes, different colors and sizes. <laughs> I and will. Once they quit sticking to things, it was important enough. It wasn't important enough to do. I will be. Uh, Ooh, uh, I, I like that. I like that. It, so yeah. it, if if the task hasn't been done by the time the glue has worn off, then it's just not meant to be. Exactly. That's good advice, Nate. You, you, sounds like you cosign. Yeah, I. It kind of reminds me of the. This is kind of a little bit of a logical leap, but a rule that I'm trying to enforce in my house is that if we haven't used something within two years, then we we should get rid of it. You know, so it's like the sticky note is, you know, if I haven't done it, you know, you could say in two years and it falls off, then it must be, must not be that important. So, uh, we can just move on so that, yeah, I, I'm actually a pretty big fan of that idea, you know, and if you don't want to do anything, just bring in a, a big industrial fan and just <laughs> blow it right towards all the sticky notes and then you want to do anything, take a day off, a weekend off or a month off, you know? So, uh, no, I, I'm a big fan, big fan of the idea. I like that last part the best. Um, every, everybody's doing well on this Thursday evening. Everybody's, everybody's healthy-ish. Oh, knock on wood. <laughs> Jill. So far. Thus far. All right. Yeah, uh, so far so good this winter. Jill, how, how's, uh, how's the high school basketball going? I've, I'm, I'm uh, following tangentially through the Slack chat room. So uh, before she answers, <laughs> I would like to say one thing. Oh, I Her I son's did. team is very good. Before she starts, maybe uh, underselling. Yeah, underselling. I saw them this summer, and I obviously have not seen them during the year, but they are very good. Uh, there's a player on her team. We were us coaches were joking that we would like him to stay in the basement of our house so he could play for us. <laughs> And, uh, so, uh, if she, you know, starts talking, you know, trying to lower expectations, I would like to raise them and, uh, no, no, but in all seriousness, they're a very good basketball team and go ahead, Jill. <laughs> yeah, they are a fun group to watch. Um, yeah, they're 20 and one right now in the season and they're going to have their last regular season game tomorrow night. My son is a senior and I think he's somewhere about the eighth man off the eighth man on the team. So um, he's been having a, a fun year, uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing really well and they're just, they're really just, like I said, fun to watch because they, they cheer for each other. They, uh, they play really well together. I mean, they, they just enjoy each other's company so much. You can just see it in the games. Like they'll just do these crazy things that look like they're stunts, but they're not. It's because they, they watch each other and, you know, they'll throw some crazy, save some crazy paths inbound. They'll be trailing and the, and you just don't know how that pass gets through the traffic, but they know exactly where they'll be. So it, they are, they're fun to watch. And I, I'm really Really glad they're having the success they are because a lot of them really have put a lot of work in for a lot of years and really love the game. So you love to see that rewarded. I uh, I want to make sure that I get this right before I say is is the school is it a three letter 
School? Like the town? Like no, it's like six, isn't it? Osmond? Oh, I, oh yeah, we shouldn't Osmond, say it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. For whatever reason, I thought it was Ord. So I was I was looking at the wrong school's website. So I was going to ask you what a chant was. And uh, I, I, guess we, I guess we can move on. Uh, so, uh, Nebraska. No, but our team is actually in the same class as Nate's team that he coaches. So, so yeah, there's a chance we could see each other here in, in some of the district action, potentially. Yeah, that'd be quite uh, entertaining. Uh, we are currently nine and thirteen. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a tale of two teams. <laughs> no, and, and we are okay, and just because I'm not going to talk our team down because we likely have the hardest schedule in the state, and I and I'm not. I'm not that's not. I'm not overselling that. So anyone wants to challenge me, go look. Because we played the top C one school, the top uh, this number two D or C two, number four C one, number I think six C one, and number one D two, and all that you know, it just keeps on going. And we've won I think seven of our past ten, and we have nine wins. So we started two and ten, and then we finally got some winnable games. But we have a real you know I'm not, I'm not gonna talk about our sub district. Sorry, but uh. If we get out of our sub-district, then there's, you go to the district finals or sub-state and they like reorg, they reseed everything. And we, we think we're probably going to be the 15 seed, which means we're going to play the two seed. And Osmond right now, I think is the third seed. And it's by, I think it's nine tenths of a point when it comes to power points. And so if, if things change, I mean, we could end up playing Osmond. And so. Uh, that's a possibility. It'd be a little shorter drive than if we were going to play, you know, North Platte, St. Pat's. So, uh, and I think Jill mentioned earlier today that they would prefer a shorter drive because last year they drove what three hours for your district final. And yeah, uh, we went to Broken Bow to meet a team for the district final. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think. It'd be about an hour and a half ish if we went to like David, not David City, is it Columbus or David City? Maybe I'm thinking about Holy Family, but uh, anyways, that's It'd high school that basketball, area. right? Yeah, that's high school basketball, mm-hmm. I guess you know. Um, but you know, I would, you know, I, I have met um, Jill's son, which I, which is kind of a funny story. You know, I, I walk up to him at the summer league game and I. Say, hey, are you a Heemstra or something like that? And uh, he looks at me like I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then one of the, his teammates—that's just normal out. teenager. Oh, I know. Looks, I'm by the I'm way, learning, yeah, I'm learning that more and more. Yeah, and, and then one of his teammates goes, "Yeah, that's that." You know, Heemstra is his, his mom. I'm like, oh, okay. And then that was about it. But uh, so that was my interaction with her family. Yeah, I forgot to warn Nate. I'm a, I'm a stubborn female who didn't change her name when she got married. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, know, it's uh, you know, I I wish you would have told me that the first time I <laughs> signed into the Slack chat room and said, by the way, if you ever run into my son, you know this is you know this is what's up. So it's gonna have to become part of the like the newbie questionnaire. Yes. Or the newbie orientation, I think. Pants and Jill's last name. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Bacon, pants, 
Jill's last name. But yeah, so if if, if Osmond and uh, and uh, Alan team play, yes, yes, I was. I did. I didn't know if you want me to say it or not. But oh yeah, no, that's fine. If if they play, yeah, then we'll have a very special Bangrangs and Daggers podcast, I suppose, right That'd from center court. Huh? Likely, <laughs> likely. Uh, um, I would likely try to get on the bus and go home as soon as possible after that game. But uh, uh, no, I our, our kids are. I love our kids, and uh, I would take them over anybody's. And as you would, you, you know, take yours over, you know, anybody's. But uh, if we played, and see, we'll find out and uh, go from there. So, but you know, I, I appreciate the scouting report you gave me at the beginning of the year. And uh, all the the players' deficiencies, and so we plan on using that um, to our advantage. So thanks, Jill. You're, you're welcome. I'm such a basketball <laughs> analyst that you know that stuff is a hundred percent accurate and reliable and useful. Yep, but that works. Uh, you know, uh, I handed all the information off, and I guess you know we'll find out. Real quick, inter- interesting. Uh, way the direction that conversation went and i want to touch on it based on the husker athletics that are going on right now but before i want to get there putting the bow on the nebraska prep uh hoops action were you all aware that some uh, girls district basketball made sports center top 10 today yeah it was oh was it uh i thought i think i followed the coach on twitter uh, oh I, Go ahead. Uh, I, I did not see it, but I think he posted it. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I also, I, I also don't know who it is. I just know a friend of the show, Josh, uh, sent me the link. Uh, and luckily, you know, it was number 10, uh, so I didn't have to watch very long. Uh, but it was a half-court shot, you know, in, in, uh, in district play to break a 32-32 tie. Uh, let's see. The game was at Broken Bow. But I yeah, don't it's think, Broken Bow. Yep. But I don't know if Broken Bow was playing. Um, but it was uh, score was tied at uh, thirty-two Wolves versus Mustangs, according to the uh, uh, scoreboard. Tied at thirty-two, four point seven seconds left in the game, and uh, and the half court shot uh, wins it for uh, the quote unquote home team. And uh, you know, because when it's district play, you don't know if they're the actual home team or if they're just, you know, neutral court. But anyway, uh, I had the sound down, so I couldn't tell you who was actually playing, but kudos to, uh, uh, to, you know, Nebraska girls prep basketball for making it on sports center. I actually fired one back at, at my friend Josh. And I said, uh, I'll send you both of the link, uh, when we're done here, but, Years ago, I called uh, some high school basketball when I was still on terrestrial radio. And this was, it's the end of the first quarter. And one, it, this, so I think this is the actual game film, you know, that one of the teams would have made. But I'm, I had a different vantage point being kind of tucked in the corner of the gym. Uh, our guys were, you know, one of our guys, a senior at the time, was shooting a free throw and missed. And the kid who made the rebound just did like a, uh, one arm throw length of the court off the glass and in, you know, in the hoop. And, uh, it is pretty, I was even thinking back to it now. I'm, I'm just the color guy, you know, sitting next to the, the legend, uh, the, the Hall of Fame broadcaster. And 
I just I, I got nothing nothing to add to that. You either saw it and appreciated it, even though it happened against you, or you know, like words are not going to do that. You know, uh, baseline to baseline shot justice. It's just is what it is. You just kind of got to lay out for it. Um, I'll send you that link when we're done here so you can get the context and appreciate it. But uh, going back to uh, the, I don't want to call it insider trading, uh, but I put. No, 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 just a second. The the game was, I've never even heard of this high school. Uh, Sumner, Eddieville, Miller Public School. Jill, have you heard of them? Sumner, but I guess they are co-opted with two other towns now then, huh? Yeah, uh, the SEM Mustangs, and I guess it, they hit the shot against Twin Loop. There's a D2 sub-district final, so, or D2 sub-district. They're not to the district final yet. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Probably, um, go ahead, Greg. I was gonna, it probably explains why there, was a, that, well, there were a dozen people in the stands because it was D2 sub-district basketball. And look, nobody is going to D2 games because you can clear out the town and you'll only have 15 people. I think that's quite, I don't know, I mean, small town I insensitive. Yeah, small, <laughs> small town insensitive. Uh, you've obviously never been what? to a D1 C2 game, have you? Hmm. Hmm. I have been to some uh, uh, C1 games. Like, well, yeah, but you, you were in Shatterin', right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, so. I was there. I was there in uh, Ogallala when Shatterin' girls beat Kearney Catholic in the district championship to advance to the state tournament. And boy, howdy. It was a celebration and a half. That's I. I got nothing else beyond that. It was fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all I know is that I didn't have to drive. They like the coach let me ride the bus, so I didn't have to drive all around Western Nebraska, Wyoming, South Dakota in the win- middle of winter in my '98 Ford Taurus. I got to ride the bus, and I was perfectly happy with that because by the time I got back to Shadron, by the time I got back to the radio station, the article was written. I just had to type it up, and uh, and then I could go home. And that that was the best. When you don't have to be at, you know, when you're already in, – in, anybody in Nebraska, especially past Grand Island, knows if you're traveling for high school athletics – there's a chance that you're going to drive three hours one way. It happens. And so when you get back to the radio station at midnight, the last thing you want to do is have to sit there and try to, you know, type because the eyes are heavy. You don't have to try to make up the story. I always wanted to have the story. You know, I had like a yellow legal pad and I just would hand write out the story, and then I'd get back, I'd type it up, put it up on the website, print it off for the morning people, and I'd go home and go to bed. And uh, those are some long days that I sometimes miss. I have I have rose-colored glasses about my time in Shadron. Met a lot of good people. Friend of the show, Josh. Met him in Shadron. He was a roommate. So there you go. Y'all aren't, y'all aren't on the Five Heart Podcast often enough to know about friend of the show, Josh. So... This is true. Uh, so let's talk about insider trading. Uh, tonight's men's basketball contest 
has the Nebraska Cornhuskers hosting Michigan State. Hoiberg versus Hoiberg. And, uh, Nate, I posed a question in the Slack chat room that if you are Fred and you know Junior's basketball weaknesses, I don't know his kid's name. Like, I I didn't commit it to memory. It wasn't part of my homework this week. Do you, like, go out and say, all right, Cam Mack, he he can't go to his left. I mean, it, it, do you – I'm, I'm trying to figure out, and, and Jill, please weigh on in this as well. Where's the balance between like doing the job to your best of your ability or trying to set your son up for failure? You know what I mean? Well, um, I would say that Hoiberg, um, went, he went on the floor early tonight, much earlier than normal, and then met his son, uh, is it Jake? or something or it starts with a J uh, Hoiberg and gave him a hug and probably said he loved him and all that stuff. And then you just throw, then you just move on and guess what? You're going to do everything you can to win. Um, I tweeted out earlier today that I don't understand what the big deal is. Cause if I was coaching against my son, every time he touched the ball, I'd trap him because you know, he can't handle <laughs> on ball pressure and maybe when he turns seven, he'll be able to handle on-ball pressure. But right now, he can't. So I guess that's part of the deal. And so, yeah, I know. In all seriousness, I think uh, his son understands. Hey, he's going to try to win. And even though his son started tonight, which I guess was kind of a cool thing because uh, Hoiberg spent a lot of time with Michigan State last year. By the way, it's Jack. Jack Hoiberg. Yeah. Um, he spent a lot of time with Michigan State last year, and so I think he got to know a lot of the players. So I think there's a lot of that, but he's going to try to win a game. And if you can have any advantage, then you're going to take it. But guess what? It's not. It doesn't matter because right now Nebraska is getting blown out by 22. And there's about two minutes left in the second half, and they were down by three at half. And but. It's been kind of the story all year is, you know, maybe they're close a little bit in the first half and then they kind of lose it because they can't keep up because they can't, they're just, they can't make shots around the hoop. And anyway, so you didn't ask about the game. Sorry. Well, so, no, I mean, that, that's but, right. Uh, we're we're going to get there. And I feel like I would be a ruthless, I would be a ruthless parent too and be like, <laughs> yeah, no, they can't do this. Go for uh, it. I, I would <laughs> too. I don't know. I, I, sorry, Joel. No, I, I would. If I, seriously, if I would say I coached some select team and my son was on a different one, I would treat him just like a different player. I'd say, "Hey, son, I think you understand that. You know, I am coaching this team. You're playing on that team. We're playing each other. It's a competition. Uh, I'm going to love you afterwards, regardless. Even if you hit a game winner or if you play terrible. But as of right now, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to." Because I am responsible for my players, and I'm not going to shortchange them because you're my son. So the fact that you can't handle on-ball pressure is going to be an issue for you because guess what? We're bringing it, and you can't handle it because you're six. So 
Um, I, uh, I, I asked, you know, the, the conversation got brought up a little bit in the Slack chat room, uh, and I asked the question, and Kevin, uh, Kevin Knight, you, one of your co-hosts on of Bangerangs and Daggers, I, you know, I, I kind of posed it to that, and he said, no, he said, go out, you know, especially if you know the weaknesses, you go out and you, you know, challenge, you know, your son or, you know, your relation, I guess, whatever it might be. Uh, in this case, of course, father, son, you challenge him to, uh, grow from it improve on it and i i made the the pop culture correlation i said oh you know it's kind of like in a, a league of their own when Dottie says to uh, the the blonde pitcher you know in that championship game about uh you know her kid's sister he's like uh throw her the the high hard stuff she can't hit him can't lay off him and then what does kit do you know she hits the game winning you know uh inside the park home run uh but you know that's you know you want to you want to compete I guess you want to go out there and, and, uh, uh, you know, do the best for your team. And, and Nate, like you said, you know, he, Fred's responsible for the guys, you know, in his locker room. Um, and at the same time, when you, when you go out there and you give, you know, the, in this case, your, you know, his son, you know, give him, give him hell. He, then Jack's going to grow from that. You know, he's going to improve based on, you know, he like, hey, he knew exactly my weaknesses. He and uh, and I was able to overcome it. You know, of course, he has, you know, a last year Final Four team, you know, <laughs> at his side. But uh, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, I, I, interesting, interesting point. And, and Nate, like you said, when we, we, you, you mentioned just a minute ago, we're down by twenty two with a couple minutes left. And when we before we started recording, it was a nine point game. It just it just goes to show that. In this first year under Fred Hoiberg, it just doesn't take long for things to go south in a hurry. Yeah, and yeah. – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jill. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I hate to burst this bubble, but Jack Hoiberg, even though he got the start, I think he played one or two minutes before he got back in once it became a blowout. So I think it was just a nice gesture on Izzo's part to start him at Nebraska. <laughs> But still, if he'd have played significantly, I think we're right. I think Fred would have gone after him. <laughs> but right now he's listed as having he's five minutes much. total in the entire game. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's uh, – Fred Hoiberg's paid too much money to care about his son's feelings. I'm sorry. Um, if my son couldn't dribble with his left hand and he's trying to get to his right hand and we wouldn't you know, we wouldn't allow him to get it, to his left, to his right hand, I go up to him after the uh, game and say, hey, "Looks like you better work on something, huh?" You know, so, um, yeah, I guess the final score eighty six sixty five. Hmm, not surprised. Couldn't quite keep uh, it under twenty. Yeah, it, it, Nebraska was there. Th- you know, the reason why it was so close in the first half was because uh, Deshaun Burke hit three three pointers, and then he decided. Oh, since this is just like high school kids. I hate it when even like last year on our team, we would hit three pointers really early. I wouldn't cheer and I would just say, no, because I know what's going to happen. They're going to think, oh, they're all going to go in. And that's super easy to shoot a three pointer instead of actually work through something, maybe even drive to the hoop a little bit. And uh, so that's what I saw because Deshaun Burke, you know, at the end of the second, or sorry, the end of the first half, there was a, uh, 
the, we could have went down, you know, run the clock down for one last shot, and he decides to shoot a, I think it was a no pass, step back three pointer, and he bricked it, and they got a shot off. It was like a, you know, a uh, almost a little less than a half quarter, but it's like it's not a good shot. You know, and it's just basketball, like how it works. It's you hit a couple early shots, and all of a sudden you think that's what's going to work for you the rest of the time, and it doesn't. So, and sorry, I'll move on. <laughs> a little animosity about that, but um, anyway. So, I think you know who's a lot better in Nebraska. Anyways, I also I feel like this was my podcast. <laughs> sorry, this is the Five Heart Podcast. Hey, Go ahead, I, Greg. I'll say this. The Five Heart Podcast works the best when I'm talking very little. That's the Five Heart Podcast that everybody wants to hear. Well, I'm just thinking Nebraska women are a lot better than the Nebraska men. And, uh, not Jill, lately. Not lately. Well, no, and, no, they're in a tailspin right now. So when, when, Jill, when Jill wants to, if she wants to tell us about the women and what's going on, it's going to be, and I'd like to say this, I barely have, I can't even watch the guys' games a lot of the time. And so I haven't, I mean, I can't watch any, any of the women's games either. And so I got lucky tonight that, you know, we have a game tomorrow and all this. So I think I'd be very interested. I had a friend who played for Nebraska, um, Nikki Bover, when she, and that with uh, she played in the same team with, uh, Kelsey Griffin and uh, uh, Yvonne Turner, and uh, I saw her at a that wedding. Famous 2009-10 team, yes. Yes, and so I and so I I loved watching them play, and uh, I'm like, that's that's fun basketball. I mean, it really was, and uh, oh, I saw it because Nikki got married this summer, and I was in Vegas, and. Uh, one of the other players showed up and I, t- I got to talk to her about basketball. She's coaching at a, a, a college in Ohio right now. But, uh, anyways, Amy Williams, I think seems to be a pretty good coach. Uh, seems like she, things are going in the right direction. I don't know, Jill. I'm so glad that you mentioned that <laughs> because this is one of the reasons, I mean, like, first of all, we don't get enough Jill on the Five Heart Podcast, and she's always super uh, willing and eager to come back on the show. But she made some, dare I say, inflammatory remarks in the Slack chat room this oh, week. Oh, you're not going to bring those up. Mm, yes. I mean, I I guess I can edit that out, but I feel did, like... Did I did I miss these remarks? I don't know if I did. Oh, I don't know. I, You know, I really want to believe in this coaching staff but i'm it's i can't i honestly have to say that this this has been underachievement i mean that between the junior and sophomore classes that are currently playing for nebraska and yes taylor kissinger is out for the season both of those classes were ranked you know top 25 teams there's talent on this team and to be in you know, last season they were under 500, didn't make any postseason play. This year they're gonna they're guaranteed now to be under 500 in the conference, and they played a pretty weak non-conference schedule. But I mean, they played it well. I mean, they did what they were supposed to do. 
um, I don't know. I'm, I just, I just hope things come together because it, it, it feels like they're underachieving and you don't know if that's coaches. You don't know if it's players. You don't know if there's just still time. I don't know how long it takes to build a basketball program. I honestly don't. Um, but well, we always hear, or yeah, I, I have my worries. <laughs> I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say we always hear. We heard, you know, when, when Scott Frost was hired in, uh, you know, the late, you know, 2018, is that right? No, 2017. I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, two years ago. And then, you know, we, this is a first year under Fred Hoiberg and I, I'm fairly certain that it was the geniuses at, of Bangarangs and Daggers who always claimed that it doesn't take as long to turn around basketball program as it does football because a lot less moving parts. Um, Nate, do you want to weigh in on that? <laughs> well, I don't want to weigh in on talking about Amy Williams because I don't know enough. I, you know, this, this, you know, this shows you how much I know. Wasn't there? She might be a sophomore this year. Who play, she's in the post. Uh, who must be really good? Or uh, does that sound? Anything remotely? The if you said her, maybe she, isn't she, is she like a she's all a conference junior. Scout? Yeah. Oh, she's a junior. Okay, maybe those. Okay. Well, when it comes no, to she, me, she guess, hasn't been an all-conference player. Oh. She's like put up pretty big numbers as far as block shots and whatnot. I think she made the all Big Ten defensive team as a freshman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's right. So when it comes, okay, just. Uh, a little side note, when it comes to me guessing how long something was ago, I thought that was a year ago because I remember listening to it on the radio before I got an oil change. But that was obviously two years ago. <laughs> uh, as far as like, uh, changing things, I'm not – I guess Nebraska basketball right now, men's, would be an example is uh, right now there are I think four players, three or four players sitting on the bench that can't play this year that – uh, you know, we should see next year unless they transfer out. And so, yeah, it's, it's easier to, to, to turn things around because it's five players instead of, and sometimes with basketball, all you need is one, you know, one and some supporting players. And that's different with football where it's, I mean, Adrian, Adrian Martinez, you know, I, I wrote an article this year because I know I talk about basketball, but I write about football that there were a lot of things that went against him when it came to the, you know, the 2019 season, but he needs a ton of help all around him. That's offensive line and receivers and running backs and tight ends and all that. And with basketball, I mean, it's, if you have a one stud and then, I mean, let's say you have one stud and like four other players who can shoot, you know, and or rebound or maybe one that could, it's a good rebounder or a good post defense, you know, you give a basketball team, all of a sudden, boom, you got one. And you can't do that with football. And so we bring it back to women's basketball that, you know, Nebraska women's basketball, that maybe she's not – she's just not finding the players if, you know, what Jill says is correct. She's, she's not completely sold on this staff. And, you know, so that might be true. Yeah, and so yeah, is and I think the the leash is probably a little. Well, she's a former player, right? And so, 
Uh, maybe yeah, she's a, a Nebraska alum. Yeah, so maybe the leash is a little looser, you know, as far as you know, she's going to get more time. Uh, but uh, you know, all all I know about women's current Nebraska women's basketball is from Jill. <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, that's accurate. Yeah, so it's, yeah, and uh, I, I really have no basis to say what's happening is coaching or it's playing or maybe there there's could be very much other things going on. So, you know, I'm not advocating for what you're saying is you're not, you know, they shouldn't be this bad. Yeah, it, it, it may, it, and maybe it's a year that they're just underperforming. I think their expectations were that they were going to have a better year than last year. And I mean, again, I don't, that's just what I've, I, I, I've gathered and they've underperformed. And when you're dealing with college kids and, you know, you never know, you know, what, what you're going to get sometimes. I mean, I deal with high school kids and they're idiots. And I say that very lovingly. And I told them that to their face. I said, you, you know, you, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Because then I remind them when I played, my coach said that this is my junior year. He said, I've coached fourth graders, and this is the dumbest basketball team I've ever coached. And so I said, and but he, you know, so high school kid, you know, college kids got to deal with way more than high school kids got to deal with. And so you, you really never know. You know, there could be stuff that you don't, like what Jill was talking about, you don't know what's going on. And, uh, you know, hopefully they get they get better or they get better players or maybe she's got to change her coaching stuff. I don't know. Well, yeah, it has a lot of potential. They've got some good facilities. They've got a decent reputation, you know, as far as being competitive. And they have the money. I mean, it's not like they need to go hire a cheap coach. They can throw money at somebody if they want them. Um, and I and I don't think Amy Williams was a bad hire at all. She made a lot of sense. So we'll just we'll just have to see how things go and what Bill Moose thinks because thus far I think he's you know, and he's willing to do what needs to be done for the if that turns out in the end. The jury's still out on most of those hires as well, so nothing's ever a sure thing. Jill, it sounds to me like you're asking the impossible, like you're asking Nebraska fans to be patient. Oh, patient. Like, why wouldn't they be patient? Nobody pays attention to women's basketball. But... If there are more notches in the L column than the W column, people are going to start to wonder. Well, they do have more wins than losses this year, but it's more to do with the weaker non-conference. I mean, they killed their non-conference schedule. It was, I think they had one or two losses, one loss maybe non-con, but they're well below 500 on the conference schedule. You know, whereas last year they had a much tougher non-conference schedule, and I think they kind of came back and played a little better in conference. But I think the Big Ten is a little bit deeper. I mean, it's always a pretty 
rugged conference. It's never really an elite conference in women's basketball, but it's pretty rugged. I mean, you're going to have a lot, five or six NCAA tournament teams in there, but most of them will be out in the first two rounds. You know, that's your typical Big Ten year. Right. I, as Nate said, the uh, the extent of my Husker women's hoops knowledge, you know, co- comes from you, Jill. So I, as always, thank you for your insight. But I, I, I want to go back to the men's side real quick, Nate, because admittedly I have not listened to this week's episode of, of Bangarangs and Daggers just yet. Uh, which is funny because I'm the one who records the episode. I just yeah, you're, you're the production guy, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the production guy, uh, and, and this is funny because you and Kevin recorded it, and I, I said, "All right, I got you know, I got, I'm going to turn it down." I, last week I was filling out the job application information, and and uh, this week I think it was, uh, I was like, well. Before I go record one of my other podcasts, I'm going to hop in the shower, put my son to bed, all that kind of fun stuff. So I didn't actually listen. I come down, it's still recording, and you guys are gone, uh, which I get. You're like, well, maybe he'll come down and see this. Otherwise, maybe we're going to have a four-hour recording. Who knows? Um, so I haven't listened to it, but I wanted to touch briefly on uh, – I'm probably not going to – I'm not even going to attempt the first name, uh, but Kavas having to retire – from basketball with a hand injury, is it just me or did that come up out of nowhere? Like, I didn't know that he was hurt. I felt like he was playing over the weekend, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm, I'm done. Was that after the, the Wisconsin game? I uh, think it was. I don't know. Uh, did he, get did he retire from basketball? No, he did not. Is he done for the season? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I, I, no, hand it. No. Okay. So, uh, he, uh, I have not seen the play where he injured his hand. I assume it's broken at, you know, obviously, or is a fracture of some type. I would think maybe it's on his shooting hand. I don't, I'm not sure. So I, I'm not sure what I can give you as far as that goes. Um, coach Hoiberg mentioned that he's a, Excited to watch him continue his playing career, which means he's probably going to go uh, play in Europe somewhere, or you know, you know, the, that's where a lot of people go to play. And I hope he, I mean, he he, he kind of took a chance coming here. He's a forty-five percent three-point shooter, and this year, I mean, his shot looked kind of broken, and. Uh, so I hope things go well for him. Uh, he did not retire. He's not well, 65 years old. He's not receiving Social Security. I, wrong word. Wrong word. Option in the future. Wrong so, word. Jeez, going to beat me up about it all day long, aren't you? <laughs> uh, so uh, I actually thought when we were uh, talking in, on our podcast in the preseason, like who I think is going to be the starting five and I picked him with one of the starting five because I thought, eh, maybe, you know, get five shooters on the floor. He's six, eight ish. And maybe you can defend a little bit, but he, I think he had trouble. He's not as athletic. And when, 
You're not as athletic. You got to be able to shoot, and he has not shot well this year. So that was kind of an unfortunate thing. Uh, but he played, you know, he played hard. I think he enjoyed being here in Nebraska. Uh, so, you know, good luck to him. Without question. Um, hey, look, for more uh, men's basketball thoughts and analysis and breakdown, uh, I can't recommend enough uh, making sure that if you subscribe, d- download those of Bangerings and Daggers episodes. Uh, Nate and Kevin and Patrick, when he comes back, they always provide some fantastic insight. You're not going to be let down. Uh, you know, I, Jill, how many, how many, how many articles for Coronation do you write a week? Is it like 12? I feel like it's 12. <laughs> oh, we'll go with 12. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, I don't know for sure, but I, no, it's not that, but, um, yeah, I mean, with the women's basketball stuff, it's several. Um, it'll it'll be a little less this summer. It'll be two or three a week. Well, fine. Um, is there anything that you're working on coming down the pipe that that uh, you want to let the listeners know about before we wrap things up here? Oh gosh, yeah, I don't know. We've been we're, we're starting to work on our. Football position previews. I'm working on the running backs one, and you'll all be happy to know that only three of our nine returning rushers are actually running backs for oh 2020. So that is an interesting <laughs> bit of trivia. <laughs> so when, when, when we're working on these position previews, you have Wandale Robinson in the running backs preview and in the wide receivers preview? Well, he's listed as a receiver on the on the roster, so he is in the preview as a returning rusher, but he's not one of the three running backs I reference. It's obviously Diedrich Mills and then um, Ramir Johnson, who actually was limited in his touches because they redshirted him. And then uh, the other returner is a, a walk-on, Brody Belt. Yeah, it's hard. So to those believe. are the only three running backs returning rushing yards for Nebraska next year. Otherwise, our quarterbacks were among our top rushers and a couple of receivers. <laughs> it's hard to believe that Wyatt Mazur's career came to an end. I know. I was like totally flummoxed when I couldn't find him on the roster. <laughs> can, can we pour one out <laughs> for like, our oh. uh, for 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 the Danny Woodhead of uh of the uh, teens years? Because I mean that I feel like if Danny Woodhead would have come to Nebraska, he would have been in that Wyatt Missouri role. Now maybe his uh, light would have shown through a little bit more. He would have had more of an opportunity, but I don't think in two thousand four five. Eh, I think it was four that Bill Callahan was going to give Danny Woodhead much of an opportunity to do anything besides maybe you know take a kick return or, or punt return from time to time. I just didn't see that happening. You know, if you want to bring yeah. up Danny Wood, Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. If you want to bring up Danny Woodhead, you should listen to Nick Boz podcast. It's one of his first, I think it's maybe his first 10 ish somewhere in there where he, he, he has Danny Woodhead on the podcast and he's a Husker fan. Yeah, I mean, he is. He's a, he's a Nebraska football fan. He wanted to play here. Uh, Callahan wanted a different type of running back. 
And when you hear Danny Woodhead talk about essentially what his mindset about like he thought because he's like, yeah, when he steps onto the football field, he thinks he's the best running back there or the best football player there. And I mean, he goes to Shattern State, right? Yep. And then, you know, breaks. I don't know if he breaks. I'm sure he broke Shattern State records, but leading the nation and rushing and all that. And then he goes and plays in the NFL for multiple years. And I mean, yeah, that's, he's one of the great, you know, misses, I guess you could say. And and I think it says a lot about him is the fact that he's still a Nebraska fan because I, I don't know if I was, if I was him, maybe I'd be like, I would move on from my fandom, but he's still, he's still like, watching Nebraska football games and he you know he was on like I said Boz podcast talking about this is one of our earlier losses I think so um uh, so yeah so some of his bona fides if you will he was you know obviously Shatter State's division 2 and their you know Heisman equivalent is the Harlan Hill award and he won it two years in a row his junior year I believe it was his junior year had they won one, you know, it, one more game like in the in the postseason and, and gone to, to the next round, he probably would have had three thousand yards rushing in that one season. Uh, the dude was just insane, speed, power. He was uh, uh, low to the ground. Some, you know, and and I saw him from the sidelines for countless games. Uh, and you know, he, Shatner State they had at the time their head coach was you know. Uh, Offensive lineman minded, uh, Bill O'Boyle at the time, who I think now is down closer to me in Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, uh, doing something down there, offensive coordinator or something. Um, but he recruited offensive linemen who were, you know, like six, 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 seven, 280 to 300 pounds. And so Danny Woodhead, who's not six foot, really snuck in behind those guys. And I, I always, you know, described it as you know, like hiding behind the big lineman waiting for that hole and then you know accelerating through it and the next thing you know he's 40 yards downfield and on his way to the end zone like i don't know how many you know runs he had of 40 yards or more that ended up as touchdowns but it seemed like every other one it, you know was and you know had a good quarterbacks around him the defense was you know pretty you know stout at that i mean they had good seasons out there and they would have had good seasons with a good running back, but Danny Woodhead was next level. And so they, you know, they had a lot of success out there and, and I was fortunate enough that I was able to, uh, to, to watch some of it. So yeah, big, big miss there for uh big red, my opinion, humble as it is. Well, if you're talking about the running back room, then I, that makes me nervous. You know, when, uh, Joe brought that up. I'm like, okay, who are we returning? You know, Diedrich Mills, you know, you assume he's going to be the bell cow and, you know, Ramir Ron, Johnson. Yeah, Ramir Johnson. I guess, you know, there's he's, also he's Ron, supposed to be the lightning. <laughs> yes, the lightning. And you got two guys coming in, Sevian Morris and Marvin Scott the third. Supposedly, I think, I think it's Marvin Scott the third is the one who looks yep, like he's yep. ready to go. Um, well, it's five nine, two hundred pounds. Ronald Tompkins, you know, is yep. the redshirt freshman. He tore two ACLs in high school, but he's pretty highly regarded. And 
And all three of those guys that you just mentioned, Nate, are, are bigger guys. They're not the, the smaller, shifty running back types. They're, they're all right at 200 and, so fullbacks is what so, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, we'll see. And we're returning an offensive line that potentially is returning all starters. You know, there could be some shuffling and whatnot, and there could be some younger guy that breaks through. But you know, with an offensive line that is returning most of its starters, potentially all of its starters, and then a quarterback that's had some surgery and hopefully isn't hampered by knee and shoulder injuries, which are bad things for quarterbacks. You know that you could complement a running game. So, but just like the wide receivers, it's all based on potential. I, right now, we're just saying we have potential at wide out, and we have potential at running back. <laughs> so, it depends on what we do with it. I want results, damn it! All right, those would be nice. Right. They? I, I think this would be a great opportunity to give our preseason predictions for number of wins. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Oh, gosh. Again, again, this is not my podcast, so I like to. Are, just you, throw are, it out are there. you trying to stir it up, Nate? Uh, <laughs> Nate, go home. What? It's past your bedtime. Go home. Okay. Uh, I'll, 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 basketball two, two people balls. to give football predictions. Yes. Well, seven wins. Book it. Hey, that seven Woo! wins is a bowl game, baby, and uh, I'll take it. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not there yet. Shut up, Nate. Uh, <laughs> but we are uh, out of time for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast, and we thank Nate McHugh and Jill Heemstra for uh, stepping in and not just stepping in, carrying their own. Fantastic. Uh, again, check out everything that that. It, it, look, it doesn't have to say at Ranch Babe on Coronation to have Jill's hand on it. Uh, if you see it on Coronation, Jill contributed in some way. So uh, show her all your love and appreciation and support. Uh, so remember to listen to Of Bang Rings and Daggers drops every week uh, with Nate and Kevin and uh, uh, Patrick again someday, probably, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but we miss you, Patrick, and we wish you well. And we wish you, the listener, well. And, uh, ooh, we've got two non-weekly guests. So who's going to say GBR and or really get excited about it? And who's going to say win the damn offseason? That's what I'm going to find out. All I'm going to say is, for Nate McHugh, Jill Heemstra, I'm Greg Mahachko, reminding you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. Now I'm going to sit back and watch. Go Big Red. Win the damn off season. That was beautiful, guys. <laughs>